TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on... The left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenic getting into it with Barrett. And there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two pile. On 1080. Uh-huh. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can catch that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan. Speaking of podcasts, the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow around 4 o'clock as we uh, recap GABF and the Oregon breweries that win, plus a little beer of the week. There's also the Pro Duck podcast from our homeboy Joe Fisher that you can download also wherever you get your podcasts. You got something, Joe? Oh, I was uh, just going to tell you guys that uh, I got a little sneak peek of uh, this year or this week's uh, Beers on Us uh, podcast. Yeah? Yeah, I dialed into your guys' uh, production room here on the board while you guys were recording and uh, Whoa. L- listened in live. So uh, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that was possible either. I didn't think it was either until I tried it, and then I heard your guys' voices and talking about some beer, and I was like, oh. Ooh, what were we beer? talking about? Uh, some awards being oh, handed dang, out. He did get us. Uh, Von Ebert won an uh, award. Whoa, easy, easy, man. Okay, I'm spoiling stuff. we got to have people be able to download this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I felt special. I was getting the sneak peek. Well, that's awesome. Well, there's the Beers on Us podcast. There's also the Pro Ducks co- podcast with Joe, so make sure you check those out wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, bottom oh, of the yes, hour. the Codcast. <laughs> the Codcast. Podcast yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, there, the bottom of the hour, we got fair or foul, uh, but I don't want to waste too much time as we are in the bottom of the ninth. One out, Daniel Hudson on the mound, the best guy they got in the bullpen, not named Max Scherzer, as it's 3-3, and I jinxed Corey Seager, and he struck out. But now the Dodgers got a runner on first. That is Kike Hernandez. I think a walk-off's coming right here. Mike is all on this Dodger wagon right now. Uh, But we were speaking about the Yankees and how they've kind of changed our minds. I'm curious if our minds have changed after four games with the smallest payroll in baseball taking in my opinion, the odds on favorite to win the World Series to five games and not just getting lucky, but making it happen. And that would be the Tampa Bay Rays 
pushing the Houston Astros to a game five tomorrow, which in my opinion is much must watch baseball. It definitely is. You're not just because it. it's an elimination game, but like this is Cole Glass now. Cole Glass now. This is, you know, the dyna- the a potential dynasty that could go out. Against the little engine that against could. Against the little engine that could. Uh Sorry, as we hold our breaths. Wow, that was... <laughs> we hold our breaths. Whoever hit that thought he hit it out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, in, everybody in Los Angeles thought it was, but no, that looks like Chris Taylor. Oh, God, this He sport. threw the bat like he hit a No, that's Will run. Smith, I think. Oh, man. He almost got know. it. Almost got it. These Dodgers. I hate these Dodgers hitters. But anyway, I want to get into uh, the Houston Astros, who will be in Game 5 tomorrow. Cole Glass now must watch baseball. We did not see this coming. I think we thought what we just talked about with Yankees twins, I thought would be what we'd talk about Rays Astros. Well, and that was what the first two games kind of led us to believe as well, right? Verlander Cole pitched games one and two. They essentially say to the Rays offense, you're nothing, and they shut him out. And Cole throws for 15 strikeouts in the first game. And you're like, well, okay, that's about what we expected, right? Glassdale pitched well, gave up a solo home run, and they pulled him. And you're like, what are you doing? You've it was one run. I know he's got a little bit of a higher pitch count, but it was weird managing by Kevin Cash. And then you get to game three, and Granky's waiting for you, and you're like, well, here comes the sweep. Uh, and bad Zach Granky shows up, gives up a bunch of home runs. His changeup is up the entire game. Looked not good. Did not look good. Looked not good. He gave up a ton of home runs, and they get basically blown out in that game. I think 10-3 to was the final score of game three. Verlander demands to pitch game four. Goes to AJ Hinch and says, it's my game. Give me the ball. Which as a baseball fan and a Clevelandity fan, I've spent a lot of years watching Justin Verlander. That scares the bejesus out of me. In like a way that you think he would dominate, right? Without a doubt. Right. I'm if like, you're... oh, Verlander wants the ball? Okay, yeah, we lost. Do we have to play? Can we just pretend it didn't happen? And AJ Hinch, you can't say no to that. So you say, okay, it's the first time he's ever pitched on short rest in the postseason. First ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers of the last 15 years. Yeah, man, you got it. He uh, apparently was supposed to pitch on short rest in a previous postseason, but the game was rained out, so it got pushed to normal rest. There's nothing worse than a rain out in the playoffs, by the way. Um, the He goes out there and rain just... Rain out in the World Series. And just looks absolutely... Terrible. I was sitting. I was sitting at Grains of Wrath last night. Uh, our good friends, brewery out in Camas. If you're listening to us in Southwest Washington, thanks. Also, uh, if you get the chance, Grains of Wrath is a fantastic place. And I was sitting there, and there were some guys sitting at the bar that you know they they like pretended they knew baseball, but not you know the genius that you and I are, Mike, about baseball. <laughs> right. But what I was able to do was I was watching, and his curveball looked flat. His breaking ball looked flat, and his breaking ball is what's keeping him going. Well, he was spiking his curveball. He was leaving it short yeah, every single time. It just, it just wasn't hitting. His location was off. His velocity was off. There was just, I've never seen Verlander like that. Sure, he's probably had a start like that in September, July, May, Tigers, Astra, whatever. I'm sure he's had those. I've never, in a game where I'm scrutinizing it, I've never seen him looked looked so lost he had no location on his fastball he was all over the place he was leaving pitchers over the middle of the plate and he he got rocked for it and my worry was because of that that cole was gonna have to go on short rest now i think he's going on full rest because he I'm is pretty going sure on full rest because they have today off right so it would be four days in between game two and game five if they were if the game was today he'd be short rest but it's tomorrow so he's good um but i mean for the astros that's the worst case scenario because even if you win then you use verlander 
that, and Cole yep. going into the ALCS, which means Zach Granke, although that doesn't sound bad on paper, Zach Granke starting game one, which messes up your whole rotation. Because you want Verlander 147. Yep. Or, it, or Cole 147. And instead, you're going to get, it's going to be set up for Granke 147, or you're going to have to go Granke, some, somebody else. And then set it up that Verlander Cole go three and four so that one of them can go game seven if it goes that far. But you're you're not getting them the same amount of times as you would if they were going one four seven to uh two five and out of the bullpen and seven for for Cole, I guess. And it it just sucks if you're an Astro fan. I mean, plus the Rays now have all the momentum. The Rays couldn't hit in games one and two, and the Astros can't hit right now at all. And even in games one and two, the Astros weren't hitting very well against the race pitcher. The Astros bats have frankly disappeared. Michael Brantley's been bad. Yeah. Um, Carlos Correa's been bad. He's been bad all year. But he's, he's there in the lineup, and he's yeah. been bad. Uh, Alvarez, Alvarez has not been very Alvarez good. Alvarez can't do anything. Uriel hasn't been as explosive as he it's, was. It's the Altuve show right now. Yep. That's all it is. I think Springer was 0 for 13 in, in game three, too. But right? I saw him get some leadoff hits in beginning of games, which I think are good momentum builders. You know, well, I, I swore I saw him as 0 for 13 going into yesterday's game. Maybe, oh gosh, God, I hope he might have gotten a hit yesterday. I don't remember, but I could be I could be misremembering that. But the Astros aren't hitting. I actually went and looked at Astros Twitter and Astros social media the other day because I'm like, what are they saying about this series? Yeah, and they're just like, please, can our bats show up? Because they're just not hitting. Right. And when you're not hitting and you have the pitchers you have, it doesn't really matter because you can score two, three runs and be fine. But if Granke and Verlander are giving up runs and you're not hitting, well, then you're not winning. No. Now, tomorrow you've got your best chance with Cole, who's been the best pitcher in baseball all year. They're throwing Tyler Glass. But Glass now looked great in the first start of the of the series. He's been great at the end of the year as well. I mean, if the Astros can't hit, then I'm nervous that they're not going to win the series. And that would be one of the most startling upsets I've seen in the baseball playoffs in a long time because of just how people think this Astros team is the best team like ever assembled the way it is. I'm I might be one of those people. And if they lose, it's like the Lightning losing in the first round of the Blue Jackets last year in the NHL. Yeah. They were incredible. People thought they were the best NHL team ever assembled, and they got swept by the worst team in the Eastern playoffs. Yeah, like That's how it would feel if you're an Astros fan, not getting swept, obviously. But this that's how the, the magnitude of that would, would feel the same to me. I want to dive into this a little bit more. I want to see this a little bit from the Rays' point of view. And I want to see where the Yankees slide in on this American League, which is all of a sudden pre-LCS become fascinating fascinating stuff we'll do that next is 3-3 top of the 10th Dodgers Nats tied Joe Kelly still on the mound we'll keep you updated on that on the hot corner 10 a the fan this is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan All right, I was already feeling good, but now JT is is playing. Anthony Rendon at the dish. Uh, holla. Holla back now. You just missed barely two clear home run shots. One fouled, one swing swung through the pitch, but uh, he's on these fastballs from Joe Kelly. Uh, this isn't great baseball. No, it's not. This is the best at bat we've seen in a couple innings. Since, Everybody's swinging at everything. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, a baseball's coming towards me. I'm going to swing this bat. Basically since those home runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since those home runs, everybody's like, I'm going to be a hero. And it's like, this is why the Dodger lineup kind of sucks. Nationals Sorry. aren't doing any favors well, either. Well, I know. Michael Taylor looks super bad. So did uh, Adam Eaton. And they, Ryan Zimmerman. And they the have, fact that his name is Daniel also, not what? Michael Taylor. 
Oh, Daniel Taylor? No, it's Michael A. Taylor. On the, the Nationals, who they just threw out there? The center fielder. Oh. Daniel Hudson is the pitcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll shut up. I'm going to, okay, here goes my mic off in five, four. Sometimes <laughs> I have those moments where I was like, oh, my God, am I wrong? That was a moment where I was like, Joe. All these generic white dude names but out there. Uh, but baseball black. names. <laughs> Michael A. Taylor's. All right. Five, four, three. <laughs> Oh, that's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher. He'll be up with Fair or Foul in about 10 minutes. That is a generic minutes. white dude name. It is. Michael yeah. Taylor. Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> like Michael B. Name. Jordan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what up, dude? Yeah, did you know he's a basketball player? I'm I'm changing the subject. Okay, Um. so we're t- we're talking a little about the Houston Five, Astros. Four. <laughs> but first, I want, I want to give a little love to Tampa. Um. You know me. I've been critical on this show multiple times. Of that went under. Sorry, <laughs> we're great just, radio. This is great radio the here. TV. Here, Adam uh, Eaton is on third. Third, Rendon just hit a double. Nobody out, still in the tenth. Nobody out. Are they we literally just dead silence as we stared up at the TV? <laughs> Sorry, are, are we allowed to do this? By the way, <laughs> do what? Play by play? Yeah, we did it once for the uh, Indians. We're just updating Indians Yankees wild card. We're just updating. Oh, they already happen. It's not real time, right? Also, the game is over on 9-10. Because when it's really happening, we're just like. But listen to us. <laughs> no, literally, a ball gets hit, and Mike and I just go. <laughs> uh, so there's runners on second and third. Top of the 10th, Joe Kelly doing, as Mike said, Joe Kelly things. Anthony Rendon looking real comfortable. Doing Anthony about Rendon to get real rich. Juan Soto intentionally walked to first. Hey, so now bases are out. chucked. Can you pull a Luis Severino? Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, I want to I want to oh give a little God. bit of love because I think we kind of missed this in the St. Louis Atlanta conversation because Atlanta just got shelled today. I want to talk a little bit about the Rays. Okay. And I think where I really want to start is I have been very critical on this show, more most specifically this year, but a little bit over the last few years. I don't love Dave Roberts. I don't love Aaron Boone. You should. I don't love AJ Hinch, but I don't. I I like AJ Hinch more than the other guys. Right now, in my opinion, I think Kevin Cash is maybe the best manager in the postseason right now. Yeah, I mean, if Bob Melvin had made it this point, you could sit his hand. I would say the him. same thing because I Doing love more with Bob less. Melvin. Yeah. But I think Kevin Cash right now, the fact that he's got this, as you said, little engine that could believing in it, they have world beaters scared. Nobody in that Houston Astro locker room doesn't have a little bit of scare. Of course in not. Their, in the back of their mind. I mean, I talked to a good buddy of mine who's from Tampa, diehard Rays fan. He goes, if we lose tomorrow, we could get shelled worse than the Braves tomorrow. I don't care. No one gave us a chance. We took the Astros. Grand slam! Howie Kendrick. Holy crap. Oh, my god oh my god you sure dave roberts isn't getting fired i'm sure but wow joe kelly you suck <laughs> dude and howie kendrick gave him a four-run lead that even their bullpen might not be i able think to i just up. heard jason swigard all the way from his house and wherever he lives i don't even know screaming at the top of his lungs at that hit it's pretty late for jason swigard to be up he's watching this game you know he is <laughs> and he's been the one most down on the dodgers of anybody this year he hates their bullpen and well here we are you know why? Because they're not good. No. Okay, audible. Rays, Hold on. Finish, finish the Rays. 
I just think I just think Kevin Cash has been phenomenal. Yes. And I think he has everyone in that locker room believing. They can get blown out tomorrow and they don't care. Here is the lineup of very, very their leadoff and number two hitters have been phenomenal in this series. Well, Austin Meadows has not been very good. He's their leadoff hitter. But well, Adames has been great. He's their nine hitter. Um, okay, Joe Madden style. It is kind of Joe Madden style. This is their lineup. Average baseball fan, how many of these players do they know? Austin Meadows. No. Tommy Pham. Nope. G-Man Choi. Nope. Avicel Garcia. Nope. Brandon Lau. Nope. Travis Darno. Maybe because no. of the New York thing. Yeah, but no. Joey Wendell. No. Kevin Kiermeyer. Best chance. Willie Adamas. Nope. And they just put up 14 runs in the last two games to force a game five against Charlie them. Morton, Blake Snell. Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow. Nope, nope, nope. Yep. Who's Their, their closer? Bullpen. Well, Who's their closer? It's a bunch of guys, but yeah, exactly. Pick one. Diego Castillo. Okay. Nope. Nope. He pitched well yesterday. Yeah. The the Anderson guy who's striking out everybody. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't even know his first name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know the manager of the Cardinals. I'm not going to lie. That's just how it is. It's, I think it's Kevin, something like, very, very carefully, S-C-H-I-L-D-T, Shildt. Shildt. Yeah. We just have to say Shildt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Kevin Cash has done the best job in the playoffs. I think he has this team believing. If this team wins tomorrow, this is this is what will prove this point. If this team wins tomorrow, if the Rays beat the Astros in any way, shape, or form, are you surprised? Based on the series, tomorrow's that I've seen, game. Based on what you've watched this, am I this surprised? Year, no. Not before the playoffs started. What you know now, where are you surprised? No. That's good managing. Paging Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. That's good managing. Yep. You have a bunch of guys that have no business. I didn't even think they beat the A's. No, me neither. And they and killed here them. they are. And if you're a Yankee fan, I don't think you want to see the Rays. Mm, I'd rather see the Rays than the Astros. You would, but you don't feel as good as you did a week ago. I still feel pretty good. Oh, God. You cocky, arrogant Bronx losers. They went like 14 and 6 against them this year. <laughs> Just saying. I would be scared. if I not, not like, you know, pooping in my pants scared. But this Rays team ain't the Rays team you played I mean, played it's not going to be times. a walkover series. I'm no. not saying that. But no. it's not the same fear an Astros game would give you. Or no. Astros series. No, it's not. But real quick, let's talk about this. The Dodgers are going down, baby. Man, a Howie Kendrick Grand Slam in the Grand top of the 10th inning. Grand Slam intentionally walked Juan Soto to give them an extra run. Just a straightaway center field. <laughs> I love it when intentional walks just bite you right <laughs> yeah. in the behind. It happened today during the Cardinals-Braves game. I think they intentionally walked a guy to try and load up the bases and then put another guy on. Clearly, they gave up 10 runs. It, it obviously didn't work. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start with this. Doolittle's in the bullpen right now. Um, I just retweeted something from Jeff Passan uh, that this passing. all uh, – Passing, excuse me. Um, that this all happened with uh, Kenley Jansen, Pedro Baez, Julio Urias, and Dustin May all in the bullpen. Yeah, because they thought it was a good idea to throw Clayton Kershaw. And hey. their bullpen isn't 
I mean, their bullpen hasn't been great this year, but it's not bad. It's not that bad. That's a straight-up Buck Showalter move. I want the bad uh, starting pitcher to get shelled instead of your one of your better bullpen guys. See, and, th- and this is my problem. This is why I don't love current managing. We were talking off the air, Mike. This is why I'm okay with Joe Girardi. This is why I love Terry Francona. This is why I love Bob Melvin. I just think too many of these young guys, too many of these lesser experienced guys, they've seen the Madison Bumgarners too much where Bochy was like, I got a good idea with this. I think this might work. And they're like, oh, why not throw Scherzer right now? Why not throw Verlander? You know, well, Scherzer why not, worked. Why not bring this guy out of the out of the pen? I just think it's like they are not built to be in the eighth inning in a close game. They're not built for that. And when they are in that situation, they've been dealing for seven innings. I think Baez should have been in. I think Jansen should have been in. And, and if one of them gives it up and it's tied, then you bring in Kershaw because you know he can give you some innings. Davey Martinez is doing it right now. He was like, sure, I'll throw Corbin, but I'm holding Scherzer back. Because I guarantee you if this if this game went to the 11th inning, Scherzer's going out. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think also... I just think it's too much TV. It's too much TV. I don't... I don't know if I fully agree with you. I don't... I. I this could be something we're just going to disagree about. I think the new age managers, they've got a reason for all the things they're doing, and I think they're right reasons. Um, but I think the the bigger part of this is what you're seeing is that these guys just don't trust the bullpen, right? There's been a lot of bad bullpen pitching in baseball this year. But if you don't trust self-fulfilling prophecy. But if they haven't proven it to you and you go to the guy you trust the most, then you hope it's going to work out. I'm shocked. I'm Oh, Kenley Jansen's in the game. Oh, cool. A little too late, huh? Why you know, is Joe... Leaving Joe Kelly in for two innings was a strange Why decision. is Joe Kelly in? Okay. Why is he still in after they intentionally walk him? Why aren't you going to Jansen there? Going straight to Jansen. Not even with the bases loaded. I think you're going to Jansen once. The first batter gets on. Yeah. You go You go batter by batter in that situation. Because you still have Julio Urias. You still have Pedro Baez. You still have guys in that pen. You have Rich Hill. You have Ross Stripling. You have, you have anybody. This is poorly managed baseball. They're showing a highlight package of Howie Kendrick messing things up for the Nationals in the series, which he's had like five bad errors, and he got caught base running in a last game, and he hits the grand slam that yeah. could potentially win it. Three total errors in the series for Howie Kendrick. That's all right, baby. And you then have- um, got caught on the base pass, so I guess that would be probably four runs yeah. he has cost the Nationals. Well, there it is, all back right there. There he's, you go. He's even. He's broken even. He pushed. Here comes <clears throat> white man Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> I bet you his mom is white or something, and then his dad's side. Whoa, just whoa, comes whoa, out whoa! A we are, we are not having this conversation <laughs> at all. Michael A. Taylor is a young kid who's super fast, and I really like the way he plays center field. That's where we're gonna go with this. When we come back, we will get into fair or foul. That is next as the Nationals lead the Dodgers seven three, top of the tenth, two outs, ten eight. The fan. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness! That's a fair ball. Or 
Is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the, you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is fair or foul on the hot corner on 1080 The Fan. Fair or foul as we do this every single week at the bottom of the second hour. Uh, Nat's still up 7-3, bottom of the 10th. We got top of the order. So we'll see how this goes. But first, for fair or foul, we turn it over to the fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III, as A.J. Pollock is terrible. Terrible. Not, not good, although I thought it said Jock Peterson was the game. And they pinched hit for him with A.J. Pollock. Oh, because the lefty-lefty, I got you. No, because Dave Roberts is getting fired. Sean Doolittle on the mound. Scherzer itching. Standing. Itching to get in this game. Joe, go. Before we keep talking about stuff. right. So you said A.J. Pollock is not good. Not good. No. Uh, Clinton Kershaw. Also not good. Not good. In the playoffs. Uh, Yes, not good in the playoffs, as we know. Uh, Gave up those back-to-back jacks here in the eighth inning of tonight's game. Um, and it was actually on back-to-back pitches. Yes. Um, which, yeah, that's not good. Um, has he ever been so bad that fair or foul, he's never given up home runs in the regular season on back-to-back pitches? I mean, I feel like normally I can use my my vast, deep baseball knowledge to answer these questions. I have no effing clue. This is so, this is one of those, like, like, you know what? Mm. It's one of those baseball almanac stats. I have no clue. I'm going to say fair just because. Thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, I remember (laughs) all of those times that he had the opportunity and he just never did it. I've watched every single pitch (laughs) of Clayton Kershaw. As, As the baseball world and, unfortunately, the Twitter world, which is probably filled with a bunch of people that don't watch baseball, are piling on Clayton Kershaw. I will give the man a pass. I will stick up for him, and I will say that he has never given up back-to-back home runs on back-to-back pitches in a regular season game. Well, that's very nice of you, Patrick, to stand up for him. And it did count for something because it is fair. He has never given up back-to-back home runs on go. pitches. One of the best lefties I ever saw. Um, Although, Randy, I like Fair or foul? This is now the second time Clayton Kershaw has given up back-to-back home runs on two straight pitches in the playoffs. This is the second time he's ever done this? I don't know, Whoa, is it? Oh, my man, I can only stick up for you so far. I'm going to say that, yes, he has done that. I'm going to go ahead and throw a little uh, little twist on this. Foul, he's done it three times in the playoffs. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Pushing your luck there. Um... Referencing uh, Jeff uh, Passan again. <laughs> Passan. Jeff Passan. I'm just going with Passan at this point. I like it. Um, it is fair. It is his second time in the postseason that he has given up uh, home runs on back-to-back pitches. The first time he did it, October 6, 2017, against Cattell Marte and Jeff Mathis with the Diamondbacks. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> 
They won those, that series those at least. Two schlubs? Right. Well, Kettle Marte yeah. had that, a fantastic that year. year. That year, that was year a he was a schlub. Right. He we were sitting here was going. That the first we were sitting year? here going, Gene Segura, Mitch Hanniger, Mariners 2020. I was gonna say that was his first year with the Diamondbacks, right? That's what yeah, probably, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. boy. Kirsch. Oof. Ah, ye, ye. By the way, quickly, Joe. Yes. Grand Slams and MLB sudden death postseason games. Howie Kendrick, 2019 NLDS. Brandon Crawford, 2014 wildcard. Buster Posey, 2012 NLDS. Uh-oh. Johnny Damon, 2004 Uh-oh. ALCS. I know where this is going. Troy O'Leary, 1999 ALDS. Who was he play for? I don't know. <laughs> and then... Some guy in 56. Patrick thought he knew where this was going. Now he's like, well, everybody you mentioned, other than Howie Kendrick, won a World Series that year. Oh, I don't know. Until you got to O'Leary. I'll I'll check Troy O'Leary. Did he play for the Yankees? Because if he didn't, he didn't win a World Series. Because the Yanks are 99. All righty. And then uh, two uh, quick. That was the Boston Red Sox. So, yeah, definitely didn't win it. Um, Two opinion based fair fouls. one, just based off of what we've seen to, uh, today, tonight, and over this Astros-Rays World Series, the Yankees just blasting the Twins out 3 nothing. Fair or foul, this World Series title is up for up for grabs by anyone at this point. You go first, me go first? I'll go first. I mean, I'll say fair. I feel like, I mean, that's baseball in the playoffs, right? It always feels like it's up to anybody. <laughs> that's baseball, baby! But it's also... <laughs> One of the first years in a long time. (laughs) One of the first years in a long time where it didn't feel like it was up for grabs. It felt like it was up to two to three teams. Now, with that being said, if the Astros win tomorrow, then I will say it's still between the Yankees and Astros, in my opinion. Assuming the Dodgers go down. Well, they got. Which they just did. Yep. As Justin Turner flies, Juan Soto, and he got it! And he got it! That's Michael Taylor. Oh, that's Michael Taylor! Oh, wow. Well, they're gonna have to review that, aren't they? Yeah, it could. It might have bounced. It looked like he it got looked it. like it bounced. Anyway, I think in baseball you always want to say, of course, it's up in the air for anybody. But if the Yankees, Astros, or Yankees and Astros are still alive, it's still gonna be one of those two. Uh, I am going to say fair. I think this is wide open, and here is why: Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg, a fantastic rotation. I am not giving up on the Rays in any way, shape, or form. The Yankees have changed my mind that they can do this. The Astros, should they win tomorrow, have the best starting three in baseball. Not to mention they've been there. Altuve, Bregman, Springer. I'm going to bank on those guys. And if you are sleeping on Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty with Yachty behind the dish and a little Cardinal mojo, fair. Any team can win this World Series. I think there are teams that have better chances, but no team currently alive, which is not the Dodgers, none of them would shock me if they won. I'd be a little surprised if the Rays won. Outside of that, I'm in. 
right. I, I love this. Look at Scherzer. Look at Scherzer. Just sprinting in out of the dugout. Scherzer is like, we're going to the World Series, and I'm going to be the World Series MVP, and Bryce Harper can go himself. What a snag to end that game. It actually bounced around in his glove. He caught it like three times. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Watch um, out for Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty because they're real good. And qu- real good. Quickly, uh, before we go to break, last fair foul, um, the Atlanta Braves are officially dead. They're selling the team. They're closing they're not the stadium. Happy. They're selling the off all the players. Are closing it? Yeah, they just called it. Fair foul. Atlanta Braves dead. <laughs> No, if you're a Braves fan, you've got a lot to look forward to. You've got a good young pitching staff. You've got maybe one of the top five most exciting players in the game in Ronald Acuna Jr. You still have a face of the fresh face of the franchise in Freddie Freeman. All is okay. That you just didn't show you up know today. What? That's a mouthful. Face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. Say that five times fast. Face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. Face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. Face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. Face <laughs> of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. And face of the franchise, Fred Word Freeman. Fred Word. Uh, you know what, Joe? I'm going to say fair. They're dead. <laughs> Just march rolls around. Uh, the Braves Ooh. haven't showed up to spring training. Uh, Wait, this isn't fair. Why is the National League East only four teams? I thought there was five. Oh, the Braves died. Hey, Portland, you want a team in the East region? Oh, I would totally take the Atlanta Braves. If they want to come to Portland, I'll totally do it. We have I will the... buy a Ronald Acuna jersey. No, I will buy an Ozzy Albies jersey we tomorrow. Have the... And I will keep Mike Fultonavich on my fantasy team. We got the Native American ties up here in the Northwest, all right? We can bring the Braves. Just make it Portland Braves. Just wouldn't have to do any rebranding or anything. Bravos, 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 bravos. All right, that is fair or foul. Thank you, Joe. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up as we always do. Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. It's lit! It's lit! <laughs> this is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Oh, man, I can't get over this. Oh, there's so much. There's so much a-hole baseball guy in me. That's just giddy. I'm just happy. You just love the Dodgers lost. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. You know how many Giants fans are on my Twitter right now just loving life? Oh, and go for it. You deserve it. Because last time I checked, you've won more World Series than they have in 20 years. So get it, okay? Enjoy yourself. 30 that is, years. That is true. Enjoy yourself, okay? I just, as a Pacific Northwest person, there is no love loss for California. There's just none. We just don't care. Plus, like, I got to pay rent every month, and it's expensive because of Californians. So when the Dodgers lose, I'm like, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> That's such a petty thing to react to. Don't care. Baseball is emotional, and I'm emotional, and I love baseball. So you're mad at... The people that actually stayed in yeah, the, you're, the you're state, mad at the people the who ones... didn't move to Oregon. <laughs> no, because I got to see them in Dodgers well, hats, actually... and now I won't see them in Dodgers hats in this town. And you know that the people at the Dodger games have a nice little second home in Portland that they go to in the summer months. Every not not if they listen to this baseball program. <laughs> Look at Jimmy Rollins is even sitting there going. <laughs> 
No, this is a terrible setup. This is a analyst. really bad. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> Pedro's great. Uh, Fat Pedro is awesome. Okay. But Jimmy Rollins and Gary Sheffield, not so much. I know. Sheffield's like, well, you should have swung at someone. I was like, easy for you to say with all the steroids in your body. <laughs> he looks haggard. Easy for you to say with every single bat swing, like the little crazy yeah, flick yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this, and I, I would be curious to talk about this now. Sure. You said that ESPN out of the three so far has been your favorite in terms of the broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But ESPN, Fox Sports 1, or Fox, and TBS. And ESPN's only been radio. They have no TV deals. They did the wild card game. Oh, they did a wild card game, yes. Which was the Monday night crew, or the Sunday night crew, excuse me, of uh, Matt Vaskersian, Jessica Mendoza, A-Rod. Which I don't love that crew. I, I like, like Jessica Mendoza a lot. I like that crew. I liked A-Rod uh, at the analyst desk for Fox. I which he's still doing, by the I way. I don't love him at the at in game, I think he's. A I like Mendoza bit, a lot. I think he's a little bit awkward in his cadence, but he gives good information. I, I like that crew. In terms of the Fox Sports crew, I love John Smoltz. Um, a lot of Yankee fans have been killing him for some reason. I don't really understand why. Uh, he he brings such a great analysis to the game about pitching, which is just so interesting to watch. That was also the M- MLB Network's the other one I was thinking of that's, that's had TV. Uh, Bob Costas and John Smoltz have done games together, and I think Jim Cott. Did a game with Bob Costas as well. Bob Costas drives me nuts. He has not been very good to me this postseason. I love Bob Costas. He's one of the greatest announcers of all time, but he's been weird this year. Um, you only say that because he went to Syracuse. He's partially, but he's really good. Um, you've had Joe Girardi doing stuff for TBS. I thought Girardi was decent, but he's also looking for a job. You've had Ron Darling doing stuff, who's always great. He was He's a Mets guy during the regular season. Um, you have had... Who else was doing? Oh, uh, AJ Przinsky did a little bit of stuff. This game is Ernie Johnson and Jeff Francoeur. Pass. Yeah, Francoeur hasn't been very good. Hard pass. Um, so what's been your favorite way to consume the playoffs so far? Uh, it's it's Dan Schulman or Book Shambi. <clears throat> and I think that's why I love ESPN. I think those guys call baseball, whether they do TV or radio, better than anyone in the game. And I think when I go to ESPN.com, I think they cover baseball better than Fox Sports. I think the only the only exception might be the network because, I mean, that's what they do. You would hope they're good at it. Yeah. So the network, it's not it's not uncommon for the network to throw out Bob Costas and John Smoltz. No one's saying no to that. I don't love Bob Costas, and it's mostly because I just – I don't like his cadence. It's too like, and here we are at the game to where I like, you know – I like, it's very old school. It's very old school, which is fine with old school, but it's slow. And I think Shambi and Sh- and Shulman, I think they are great. Uh, Rick Sutcliffe and Chris Berman have been rough on the radio. That is not a, a fun thing to listen to. I can't hear anything going on in the game. I can barely hear them. That sounds like a bunch of old dudes out of the pasture trying to watch a baseball game. And they had my favorite series. Cardinals and uh yeah so that was rough but I think Dan Rays. Shulman's great I think Book Shambi is great I think Chris Singleton is good I like Darren Boone when he was there uh I like Jessica Mendoza a lot I think I like I, Eduardo Perez too he's pretty good yeah Perez is fine yeah Perez is fine I just think on a whole they do it a lot better I uh I, li- I like Ernie Johnson a lot I think he's better at the NBA stuff but he's, he's good a basketball at, guy he's he's good at the at the play-by-play um, the guy who was doing the Yankee series with John Smoltz was pretty solid. I thought the 
but generally, I think you're right. The radio guys for ESPN have been very, very good. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. And I love Dan Schulman, and I'm sad that he no longer does the national games, and he's basically just Blue Jays. And and playoffs. And he playoffs. comes in for playoffs. But he's so, he's so good. I will never forget 2016. No, sorry, 2013. Game six of the World Series. Wait, is it? No, it's 2011. Gosh, I got to get my years together. 2011, game six of the World Series. One of my all-time favorite World Series games I've ever watched slash listened to. I was at my house watching the game on TV. I think it was Joe Buck, Tim McCarver, and that train wreck. And I had to walk to a bar to play a show. Band was playing a show. Bar was probably a 15-minute walk from my house. Threw my headphones on. It was Dan Schulman calling the game. And I got to the bar, and we were watching the rest. It's an extra innings, and I kept my headphones in because I knew something magical. Even though it was, like, on a weird delay. Yeah, I knew something magical was going to happen. And David Freeze hit that walk-off home run, and I listened to Dan Schulman in my ears, and it was magic. That's the uh, that's the radio guy. That's right the there. power of radio. Um, I also like David Ross a lot. Oh, David Ross is great. Although Too bad we're going to lose him. He is going to be the manager yeah. of the Cubs next yeah, year. We're going to lose him. All right, when we come back next week, we got a lot to get to as baseball just keeps on keeping on. We'll get into that. Happy birthday to our good friend, John Sukanik. Today, I hope you uh, live life furiously today, my friend, although you're probably in bed. And we will see you on this show in a couple weeks. Uh, for Mike Lynch, that's Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do, like love this Dodger loss. Holla, holla, holla. is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.